welcome to Patch Notes, the number one Babe Ruth killed his wife podcast on the internet. No, uh, <laughs> Barstool Red Sox, whatever they call it, Barstool oh, Masshole. Yeah, Bars- um, yeah, Boston Barstool, Barstool Boston, yeah. yeah. Jared uh, Cannabis, or whatever his name is, um, <laughs> is breaking that news. It's very funny. Um, I love I love that Ben Verlander. Carabas. I, that I wasn't actually joking. Um, oh, it's Carabas. Yeah, sorry, Carabas. I thought you were making yeah, a joke. No, yeah. like, well, I mean, everyone makes that joke because it's a stupid fucking last name. Yeah, it's that in the restaurant. Um, and also the uh, the the lead singer of Dashboard Confessional. Yeah, um, uh, but that's actually Caraba, not Canaba. So, um, and Carabas is the restaurant too. So it's it's even worse somehow. But um, whatever, that yeah. guy's a fucking idiot. It's incredible that Ben Verlander still has, um, still has that up. Somehow it's not deleted. I, mean, I woke can... up being furious about how Babe Ruth killed his poor. That wife. was after <laughs> that. Was that after the really soft focus athletic story about how great he was? Yes. Yeah, it was. Okay. It's that's really they, good. That's how they rewarded him. Very um, funny. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, um, hi, John. How are you? I'm all right. Um, doing okay. We are. I've I've closed out all my tabs. Tonight is a big AEW show, and so I am like sequestering oh. myself now, away can from you, the internet. Can you watch live, or do you watch? No, after no. The fact? I watch uh, after the fact because I, I don't. Because all right. So the way AEW works is they. Uh, I think I might have explained this last time because we we it's, now it's certainly it's certainly possible. I've, we, I've set it up so I've bullied Trev into recording on Wednesdays at eight so that. Like at least part of the time that the AEW show is happening, I'm doing this instead. So I'm not like you know, yeah, um, actually wandering into spoilers on Twitter or something. But the way um, AEW shows work is um, they do almost all their commercial breaks like picture in picture. So they'll just like randomly for 90 seconds throw the uh, the action in a little window, and like this is like the only time the women get to wrestle. Like they'll do like 90 seconds of wrestling, and then suddenly oh, go to commercial. And but yeah. like an ad is over it. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, it's it's not great how that division is handled on AEW. Probably one of the biggest complaints about the product. Um, but you know, you know, the men get it too. Like they have to take Tony like Khan. you know, they have to take like six ad breaks a show or whatever, seven ad breaks a show. Um, so everybody gets the picture in picture treatment eventually. And like, not all the, like the, the better wrestlers are good at figuring out, you know, and the guys who are good at like communicating with the, with the refs or whatever are good about figuring out, all right, here's when the commercial break is. We're going to go into like, um, we're going to fuck around for 90 seconds. Yeah. Um, maybe the heel will like beat the crap out of the good guy, the face outside the ring for a little bit. And when we get back from commercial, we'll basically be in the same place we left. Yeah, and we'll so do the important yeah. stuff. It makes sense. Uh, but sure. then there's like the luchadors, the guys from Mexico. Uh, they don't give a shit. Um, they don't no, care they're about just your... there to put on a show. They are there to do moves. They are there to get the crowd hype. And God um, bless. And the way that lucha, yeah, like like uh, lucha bros, um, and like and really like the young bucks don't give a shit about the um, really don't care about the uh, the commercial breaks. Oh, they're they're just there to hit their moves. And so, but they're be not. Watching... They're suspended right now, right? Uh, yeah. Um, so they're not going to be in this show that you're missing. They won't right be now. on this show, which is like, like they, AEW's big problem outside of the whole CM Punk stuff is that their roster is too big for their <laughs> amount of television time. So like Omega and the Bucks, uh, well, Punk has destroyed his arm, so he's gone for nine months anyway. Correct. Because uh, he got surgery. Uh, but them being off TV is like, it's like, it's not a good thing, but it like, they have five a five hour a week content roster and three hours of television, so they're still putting on hmm. like fifteen matches tonight in New York. Two on the pre show, the dark show, um, like five during the dynamite taping. We're going to see tonight and eight during the rampage taping. And the thing about the rampage taping is they're going to edit that down to a two hour show, but in the building, eight matches is even if they just bang 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 through them and. A couple of them are really short. That's still probably two and a half hours of wrestling. That's a lot of time, yeah. Um, and you know, and they'll edit it down to fit the two-hour rampage section that they have uh, time slot that they have uh, for Friday. But the people in the building are, you know, they they better have some coffee or some uh, Adderall <laughs> or something. Um, <laughs> something. Who who knows what it may be? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, but we were talking about um, shitty Babe Ruth theories. 
Oh, yeah, um, we, we sure were. Uh, uh, he's either Dominican or he's a wife killer. Yeah, the uh, I was saying on Twitter, the only people who can who really have like the 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 trap card counter to the uh, he killed his wife. People are the people who theorize that uh, um, Babe Ruth was a uh, mixed racial ancestry. Um Honestly, they have a better case than the wife killing people. Well, the wife killing people have zero case. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, look, the at, case. Ben Verlander's whole defense. Someone says, "Wait, is this real?" And he goes, "Well, it's a little spooky when you look at the facts." And the facts are, Babe Ruth was in another state, and he got remarried three months after his ex-wife died. It's it's not yeah. spooky even a little bit. <laughs> like the 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 facts on the side of the uh, the people who thought Babe Ruth might be black or, or Dominican are that uh, his fellow players were insanely racist and were just mm. like, you know, you know, calling anyone who had facial features that weren't like, you know, Nazi race science, because this was the 1920s. You remember these people yeah, were. These aren't exactly, you know, this is like, this is the, uh, this is that scene from um, Blazing Saddles. Yeah. You know, the, you know, these are, these are, these are people, they're, they're <laughs> of the earth, you know, morons. Yeah. Uh, and Ruth was apparently, um, at least through this telling, um, you know, ge- fairly generous and fairly kind to uh, to uh, black players in terms of um, you know giving uh, barnstorming with them and doing some other stuff like that. Sure. Um, so I, I don't think there's a very strong case there at all, but it's better than the fucking killed his wife argument. <laughs> well, yeah, um, at least at least there's like a vague argument as opposed to looking at looking at the facts of time and space and being like seems kind of suspect to me. And you know it's just a discourse bone you can throw at these people and like like flashbang distract them for another 3 months. Um Carabas is a fucking Red Sox guy. Why is he going to yeah, all right, whatever. Someone said someone said it's because um it's like it's the way of saying actually it's good the Red Sox traded Babe Ruth. Oh, okay. Well, that's he's a wife killer. Right. Sure. Um let's never fucking stop the all right, whatever. Um <laughs> Yeah, the other, the other reason Babe Ruth is in the news is because Aaron Judge has hit 16 home runs. Correct. Uh, did yes. you see Jeff Passan's tweet about this? Yeah, it was uh, the Babe Ruth's thing when he hit 60 and, and then Aaron Judge's and how in the past it's about like history and now it's about winning. Yeah, it, let me see if I can find. Um, no, I don't want really to go on Twitter. Really dumb tweet. Like, this is, we're, the we're doing Aggressively so bad tweet. Yeah, Babe, was, Ruth, um, Babe Ruth's comment was something. Oh yeah, you found it. Okay. I like to see some son of a bitch hit sixty. Was the general gist of um, so good of Babe Ruth's tweet? <laughs> and Aaron Judges is like, I am so glad to be playing here in a four tent uh, tent pole quadrant uh, brand experience such as Yankee Stadium, a place like, where oh, history is made. Trademark a winning a winning a winning team and a historic franchise. Yes. I am a lucky guy. <laughs> Like, the, wow! Like, wow! Cal- calm down! Like uh, if, calm down, Joe DiMaggio. It's like <laughs> he's doing the Derek Jeter thing, but like Derek Jeter, you didn't get the sense that Derek Jeter was like laughing at the at the reporters while he was doing it. Like mm-hmm. he just he was that he was that boring of a guy. Yeah. Aaron Judge is very specifically knows he has to be this sort of like ridiculous brand ambassador, um, so that the loudest. Um, most heart diseased men in New York radio don't um, tear him apart every day. Oh yeah, um, sure. Because he's not. He hasn't signed a uh, extension. He hasn't signed <laughs> yeah. a below market extension because he loves New York so much. Um, and that's going to come back up because, like, the market for him is the New York Yankees and maybe the Mets. If Steve Cohen decides to, he wants to troll a little bit. Um, and he has the he money should. too. He's yeah, like the money is not an issue if someone wants to jump in here. But every team in the country is convinced, except for like the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Mets, um, somewhat the Phillies last year. But somewhat the Phillies. Yeah, like those three teams and like one or two, like you know, Angels sometimes. Dice, when yeah, they, when they get a little goofy or they're below luxury tax, uh, they've all convinced themselves that it's like it's smart not to spend money. Um, you know, because you can just pocket the profits. And, like, the fans now believe this because the fans have been playing DraftKings and um, out of the park and shit like that. And so, like, they don't just identify with management like the, what they did in the past where they identify with the team. But now they, like, they, they're 
playing the games alongside the general managers, like you know, like they're doing the front office shit, like you know, the the from the Simpsons intro with Maggie's fake wheel when she's <laughs> driving the car. Like those those people are the fans as the as Marge, the general manager, honks the actual horn. Um, <laughs> and that's sort of where baseball fandom is, and it's where everyone wants. Like that's the ideal for you know hockey fandom, football fandom, basketball fandom. That's where the leagues all want this to go. Yeah, um, they well, want, of course, because like yeah. at that point, then you're you you basically you're having them rooting for the the upper management as opposed to the players, and then it's just it literally becomes rooting for laundry. Like you don't yeah. have to worry about like oh no, we didn't sign a fan favorite. And like the idea is quickly becoming that the game is not actually being played on the field. Right? The game is being played at a level above the field as a management set. Um, and like you, you sort of see that with the shift. Uh, and I went on this rant also. I, you know, I don't want this entire show to become me saying things I said on Twitter here instead. But um, the, one of the reasons I don't like the way the shift is implemented right now is because if you're making it at the point where you've got a defensive coach who has a headset with a guy from the front office and the front office guy is the one running all of the, the, the he's slicing it down to per plate appearance for each guy on the opposing staff, uh, the opposing lineup. And like, he's able to like slice the data so thin that he's got unique positioning, not just for how many times the guys have batted that night, but like individual batted ball counts, like if the count is three and one or against uh, one and two, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you get into the space where it's not the guys on the field playing the game anymore. Like they're moving yeah. them around like pieces on a board. Um, yeah. And that's that's obnoxious. Like it, yes. it doesn't make it doesn't like, you know, whether or not you can you can have a whole uh, ship of Theseus argument about it. Like, you know, does it still count as baseball or whatever? But like also it just it. It sucks. Like, it's no fun to watch. And, like, it makes um, me feel like a crank for saying it, but everyone knows where the guys are supposed to fucking stand on a baseball diamond. Everyone knows where a guy is supposed to be when his fucking position is called out, where he's supposed to be standing. I want those guys to be standing there. I don't want the third baseman to be in short right field. I don't want, like, five infielders coming up and crowding the line between second and first base unless it's, like, you know, I hated it when Joe Madden did it, but when Joe Madden did it, it was, like, twice a year. In right. like yeah. goofy extra inning bullshit. It, like, no. like, so you're you're pretty excited about the new rules then? Yeah, I don't think they're going to do anything though. Like, here's well, the thing: that's reasonable. The rules only exist so much as people as as far as they're followed in good faith, right? So if I tell you you have to have X number of infielders on this side of second base and X number of infielders on this side of second base, and you say, "All right." And you position your shortstop standing over the second base bag. And as soon as the pitcher goes into his windup, he sprints into short right field. Every play, Mm. you have adhered to the letter of the rule. But not the spirit. But not the spirit. And, you know, maybe you get, you get, quote unquote, you know, hurt on this because your shortstop blows out his leg because you needed to continue. You're doing your fancy, stupid, um, shift stuff and you know him doing all out sprints as a play develop develops like a like a fucking wheel shift like you know like the, the wheel play doing yeah. the wheel play but for shifting like you know how do you police that stuff well you can't because rules require everyone to f- be acting in good faith and we've seen this before with like front office signings um, with uh, service time manipulation. There's no amount of rules that you can set if one party, the ownership and the front office, isn't going to act in good faith. You're right. And, and they never will. Like Because the, the people who run these teams now are people who come from Wall Street, which is the place where you never get punished, which is the place where you will get actively rewarded for doing this snide little neener neener, I'm following the rules bullshit. <laughs> And no one in this country ever punishes you. And in fact, you get rich. You get everything you want. Uh, I mean, that's Scorsese, true in baseball, too. No one gets punished yeah. if they're in a front office. I mean, even like even the people who get punished, like, you know, oh, you, you cheated. So you're out of baseball, but you can go like ruin a Premier League. Well, not a Premier League team, but like a what? What there's the the old um, that old so and so who used to run the uh, the Astros is now running a, a football team. Yeah, uh, I Europe. mean, yeah. I um, there's there's multiple such. Or something. Yeah, there's yeah. multiple such um, examples. 
Um, I know the, the guy who used to own the Texas Rangers just decided to go um, run a run a soccer team as well. Um, and, and you know what? Good for George W. Bush. I'm proud of him. Um, yeah, I mean, we were talking. We were just talking about AEW. The guys who own AEW, the cons, they own Fulham. Um, they also the, don't. He still owns the Jags, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, go Jags! They uh, beat the bricks off of the Indianapolis Colts. Um, Very funny this Sunday after the Colts decided to make that like a college rivalry game. Like really? they spent. Oh yeah, like because the Colts missed the playoffs last year because the Jags beat them. Oh right, I forgot about um, that. Yeah. So they spent like the entire offseason talking about how they're going to kick the Jags' ass, and like they had their their weird pillhead owner. Uh, Ursay. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm from Baltimore, so I'm not a huge fan of the Colts to begin with. Uh, but uh, really, Ursay, Bob Ursay, I think his name is, is a real piece of shit. Jim, 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 Jim Ursay. Um, he cut, he like cut a promo on, <laughs> on, on the Jags about what they're going to do. There's like an entire episode of like hard knocks or something That's really about weird. what the, about the, and then they go in there and they get, they get shut out. Um, so, you know, hate to see it happen. Such a long and storied team. Like the couldn't happen. Cults. Couldn't happen to a, a better guy. Yeah. Uh, we should talk about gaming at some point. Yeah. All right. Um, so this week, um, we actually get to feel bad for rockstar, which is a shocker. Yeah. I mean, um, we've been feeling bad for the people who work at rockstar. That's true. This isn't, this isn't a, we feel bad for the, uh, the management. We feel no. bad for the people doing the work and, and that's been kind of consistent. Um, looks like, uh, we have, we have. Uh, have a confirmed leak of GTA Six. Man, they're um, doing DMCA takedowns. That's about as as confirmed as you can get. I mean, they they came out and said like, "Yep, looks like this is it." Um, a lot of interesting discourse with this. The least interesting discourse is people being like, "Woke GTA looks unfinished and bad. Uh, mm-hmm. Go woke, get broke, or whatever." Um, the more interesting and kind of depressing discourse uh, is people complaining that the game looks unfinished when it is unfinished. And yeah. a bunch of uh, bunch of devs rightly pointing out, like, yeah, that's why we don't show you anything. A lot <laughs> like, of game dev experts uh, on Twitter um, recently. Like, you know, I, I've been hearing the graphics get finished first. That's that's what I've been hearing. Is that right? Yeah, that seems, uh, you know that, seems, those things that need true. to be that need to be at the very least fine tuned for the systems that you optimize for after you get your stable platform. You know your your in house in engine, your sure, actual sure, build yeah. of the game, the yeah. stuff that you have to optimize for when you export to whatever you know your the yeah, version you is you're going to need. Those you get that done first. You know yeah. that stuff's all done. Uh, this guy on Twitter with a YouTube channel told me about it. Um, it was great. <laughs> and then uh, devs started posting like. They had fun doing it, um, posting like stuff from like completed projects. They, I liked they I liked watching the. Um, there was one from. Um, oh God, the 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 PlayStation Indiana Jones games that I've that not uh, played. Else. Yeah, the Uncharted Four like chase scene, mm-hmm. which is pretty pretty cool looking, and they showed it from like box graphics on up, and it was pretty neat. Like that, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, I want to say uh, Remedy, uh, the control. We got to see stuff from the control like pre alpha. Oh, neat! I didn't um, see that one. That's yeah. cool. So you know, if you, if you are a fan of seeing stuff that you don't usually get to see without you know deciding that you know you have a grand unified theory of how game dev works over it, um, these guys being idiots has you know led to some interesting stuff being posted yeah. by some actual game devs, which has been pretty um, cool. The rest of it's been really loud and useless discourse. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't actually seen any of the leaks. Um, oh, my, I saw one. It's. It, I mean. The thing is, it does look unfinished. It looks kind of oh, yeah. like it looks like uh, the the female protagonist just kind of like in what looks like a Waffle House, and she's crouching the entire time and holding people up at gunpoint. And it's it's clear that it's just messing with the physics of it, like trying to figure out how like a particular move works within the. I mean, mm-hmm. it, I guess the leaker probably did, but like honestly, like you could. You could critique the video and be like, oh, it's just this girl cr- crouching the whole time. It looks janky. It looks bad. It really does look like, okay, we're just like, we have to work out the mechanics of how this character moves and in the environments and what this is going to look like before uh, it's fleshed out. Like, you know, to anyone who is not trying to make some sort of point about Rockstar, it looks, you know, just like pre completion footage it's it's whatever i've also seen some funny takes like oh this is going to lead to a lot more crunch at rockstar over the no no the the same amount of crunch is going to happen i guarantee you <laughs> what that yeah no like because 
you know, is, there's sometimes an impulse to. I mean, everything is about labor in the end. We know sure. that. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes you can get a little bit out of your skis with the causality of getting to the end of that argument. <laughs> um, I, you know, I guarantee you the people who have to work on GTA 6, um, the argument is going to be over how well compensated they are, not whether they're going to have to do crunch. They are going to be crunching. We are going to be reading Jason Schreier articles about the hellish conditions of GTA 6 crunch for the next two years. And look, um, like, you know, that was going to happen anyway. There's like a million jokes you can make about like, oh, like, geez, they had this long between now and GTA 5 and this is all they have. Like, I'm sure that joke has been made a million times by real, real, like hilarious people on Twitter. But the thing is, like, they're still being crunched the whole time. It's not yeah. like it's not like, yeah, they've just been lazy the whole time. They've been like since GTA five got released, the idea of GTA six has been in in the in the eyes of Rockstar execs. And it's like, yeah, it's like this is what happens when you I don't know when you when you work uh, for a company like Rockstar, you're going to get ground down to dust and then people yeah. are still going to say your work looks shitty at the danger of inexpertly and as a layman talking about game dev myself whole lot of what goes into making a game is creating the tools to make a game. Mm -hmm. Like there's a whole lot of this process that is just, it looks like if, if I was recording footage of the process, it would be a guy typing into a compiler or, you know, a coding screen or, you know, the bare basic bare bones of setting up a graphic user interface. Right. Like, you know, they don't reinvent the wheel every time out, but Rockstar does a significant amount of reinventing every time out for these really boutique, like, because GTA 6 is going to be a game that's intended to have, like, a 10-year lifespan. Like yeah, that's GTA a long tail game. That's a, that's, yeah. a, that's a tentpole game. Yeah. Like, it's going to have its own GTA Online. They're expecting its GTA Online to be at the same level of GTA 5's Online, which is probably not going to be, because that sort of lightning doesn't usually strike twice. But, right. you know, if, this, if they carry over the same users, who knows? Um... And, you know, that is a sort of investment that you set up proprietary tools for and you train people on and you make experts out of people and, you know, you pay them a lot of money to take away parts of their lives for five to ten years. Um, and uh, and we we have debates over the labor conditions they're in and whether they should unionize. The answer to that is yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, like – the game just doesn't start when you open it up and you start drawing the first art asset or something. Right. Um, And you know, it's, it's, I think what's interesting about this too, is like the idea that on some level, because like, I think people still have cyberpunk in the back of their minds. mm -hmm. And like the idea that on any level, GTA six is going to be anything but a success is, is kind of laughable. Like I've seen people say like, the humor is not going to hold up because it was like even kind of bad GTA five or like, Oh, you know, obviously the women protagonists, the people are like, oh, come on. Like, this is well, I, they probably but, have a point with the humor, but like the humor apparently is not for me and never will be again. Exactly. So, well, that's like, the thing. like people are still going to buy it. The yeah. thing is, like the thing about GTA is like, unlike Cyberpunk, this is like this is something that they will. I mean, like Cyberpunk, they will absolutely kill their devs over. But also, unlike Cyberpunk, this is a company that absolutely um, has done this before and sees this as like a massive, massive billion dollar yeah. investment that like the they are concept, not going to screw up. The concept of institutional knowledge is huge. When we stopped going to the moon, we lost the ability to go to the moon like for 40 years. Mm-hmm. Like we are just barely now getting back with this complete moron Musk uh, you know, half sabotaging into every opportunity with this Mars shit, but we are just getting back now, getting back to the opportunity where SpaceX and NASA have the tools to start talking about a manned, um, manned mission to the moon, and we didn't like lose that information because because um, it was a hoax or anything. We lost it because we stopped doing it, and the people mm-hmm. who had done it successfully before retired, died, left, did other things, and institutional knowledge was lost. Right. Rockstar has institutional knowledge of making these video games this specific way and having them be billion dollar market driver type st- type um, outings. Uh, right. And I think like, I think the, the trick is always acknowledging that, like, just because they have that ability and they can do it like, yeah, I trust I trust that a Rockstar game is going to be good just because I trust that a Rockstar game is going to not even be good, but like not be a market flop or market failure Mm -hmm. um, does not mean that I condone the way that it's made. And I think like, I think people 
mistake that move. Like they don't understand that you can do both, right? You can acknowledge that this is something that, you know, this company is probably going to get right and sell a bunch of, and people will enjoy playing. Um, even while we, we can say like, yeah, it's pretty gross the way it had to, yeah. it was made. Um, and I think like, I, honestly, I think, I think that is showing through in this leak because people are trying to link it back to more crunch or something when it's just like, no, it, it, the, 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 the way that the way that the sausage is made is still the way the sausage is made. The outcome is still the outcome, like, you know, professing some sort of like, you know, dire doom for Rockstar over this is very silly. Like, you don't you don't need, you know, no one listening to this has to buy the game or play it. But many people will, regardless of what we do. Yeah. I mean, honestly, there's there are ways in which this is. I hate to say it, but a decent bit of native advertising for GTA six. I mean, not um, like if you, if you don't think they're going to use it that way, then you are not paying attention. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, look, <clears throat> rockstar is leaning into the have sympathy for us thing because, you know, Oh, you know, we never wanted this to happen. Yeah, and you see that Neil Druckmann tweet. No, I didn't. I'll read it to you verbatim. Neil oh, Druckmann God. is the head of the Naughty Dog Studios. Um, we've yeah, talked famously. about on this program yeah. before. We don't God. like him very much. No, why would you? Tweet reading. To my fellow devs out there affected by the latest leak, know that while it feels overwhelming right now, it'll pass. One day we'll be wow. playing your game, appreciating your craft, and the leaks will be relegated to a footnote on a Wikipedia page. Keep pushing. Keep making art. Heart wow. emoji. Motherfucker. Wow. Thank you, Neil. Yeah. Thank you so much, dude. <laughs> I really appreciate that. Um, I mean, it, and it does. It like it completely it completely obfuscates the fact that like the the They're talking the people, like somebody died is right. what they're talking like. It's, and it's also not like it's also not like it's not as if like the people who are affected by this are Rockstar Neil Druckmann, right? Like yeah. it's People yeah, affected by this are, if anyone, it's like the devs who have to be told, like, your game looks like shit mm-hmm. when they know it doesn't and they know how it works. But ultimately, they're still going to be paid to make it. It's not like Rockstar is going to shut down production. Yeah. Um, and like Rockstar is just using this. I mean, and they're they're like their, you know, notes app tweet where they're just like, we are addressing the leak. It really is like Rockstar forever, guys. Like, let's we're, let's let's band together. You know, in I mean, a union. Could... <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> they say, um, but yeah, it's you know, I don't know. It's 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 not great. Um, no. The link, the leak itself isn't super interesting. I don't think anyone's no. really been all that interested in it, honestly. Um, uh, unless know. you're trying to use it to make some larger point. Yeah, but no um, one's no one's like let's dig into the gameplay because it's it's because there's nothing there. There's nothing no, it's, to yeah it's, yeah, it's you know. Well, oh, well. Um, hoping that that story is done with because I don't see any way where that story continues and it's a you know worth talking about or b good news for anyone um, who isn't Rockstar's executives who isn't Neil Druckmann. Um, uh, Who's not Rockstar's executives, but no. I feel like he always has a way to make things good for himself. And we'll get another remake of a remake of a game that we're supposed to, you know, lionize or something. Anyway, um, some more game shows this week. Yeah. Um, um, Tokyo Game Show wasn't, you know, I was expecting more. Yeah, um, no, one, no one seemed really all that jazzed. Uh, so uh, to go over, like, there was a really bad Nintendo Direct. Um, I don't know, bad is it? It's the wrong way to put it, but uh, yeah, underwhelming. I mean, we got the title of the new Zelda game, um, Tears for the hey. Kingdom, which was very funny, uh, considering they had to delay that because yeah, the that's why. The day of the release. <laughs> yeah, the, the British were too upset. Yeah, um, um, that game does not look like it's going to run well on a Switch. Like the the previous game didn't run right on a Switch, but now we're they're adding like islands in the sky. Mm-hmm. To like, and you know, they'll do the tricks that that you usually try to do with when there's islands in the sky with an open world below it, which is you, you know, you raise the cloud level and the loading barrier, so that you don't actually have to have everything loaded at once. But there's they're showing, you know, jumping off an island in the sky and landing, you know, in the open world below. And I assume that what they're doing is they're using the entire Hyrule from Breath of the Wild as their base mm-hmm. to build the next game literally above it. 
um, in the sky. Um, the bold move, Cotton. That's certainly what it looks like. I mean, I you know, you want to reuse that at that asset um, as much as possible. Um, and people are going to probably complain that, um, you know, it feels more like the Miles. We'll talk about the Spider-Man game in a bit. But it feels more like the, like the Miles Morales Spider-Man game where it's like a half expansion, half sequel, as opposed to a pure, proper new Zelda game with new systems and a new story. I think um, it'll be new enough. I mean, it, yeah. given that, like, given that Breath of the Wild was essentially the first new Zelda game <clears throat> with new systems and a new story, I mean, probably in... I don't know. Like we, did, that disappeared. That franchise disappeared on the 3DS for like seven years, seven or eight years, right? I mean, it was, like, well, it, was yeah. last, it was Skyward Sword was the last big one, right? Well, yeah, on and even Wii. that was just like an iteration on uh, the N64 ones. Like I would say the N64 yeah. one was the last big re- recreation. Zelda 2 maybe was a big recreation of it. Mm-hmm. Like they're mostly they, uh, Wind Waker. Wind Waker. Wind Waker. Yeah, you're right. Wind um, Waker for sure. But, but yeah, then, I mean, like, this like isn't Sky- a- and Skyward Sword was another attempt. It's just that every single attempt they made, because you can actually look at Skyward Sword and this new one and see a little bit of lineage. But Skyward Sword stuff was all like six act, like motion control crap, right, and swinging yeah. the, you know, all that stuff that really struck out um, for a lot of gamers with the Wii uh, and the Wii U. Um, I still can't believe I bought a Wii U. It's sitting in a box somewhere. I can believe it. Yeah, um, I, yeah. I used to have disposable income before, you know. Um, hmm, really? Yeah, before the my bosses at Major League Baseball ruled up uh, sports on Earth. A lot of fun. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, Skyward. That was the big news from the trailer. Like the tr- um, the direct was very funny in that like there were like five farming games in it. Oh yeah, I saw that. People people were yeah. saying like. You know, I, I did see someone say, like, you know, people talking about how, oh, my God, how can how can the how can the, you know, the the industry stand all these farming games? And they were like, we released like 20 platforming games each quarter yeah. for, you know, 10 years. And it's like, yeah, no, that's true. It is kind of the moment. But it's it's very funny because they obviously had to the the direct wasn't structured around the Zelda game. The direct wasn't structured around um, wasn't structured around the Metroid Prime re-releases because those weren't announced. <laughs> it wasn't structured around anything Nintendo actually owned. It was structured around spacing out the farming games enough so that they aren't, weren't all one right after another. Um, and you know, it wasn't like there was one Western farm. There were two Western farming games, and then like there was the there were two releases from like the August Japanese franchises, the Rune Factory yeah, and sure. the season, uh, the, the season of so- Song of Seasons, which is what Harvest Moon is called in, in Japan. Um, yeah, that was, uh, like, Pikmin 4 was also their big announcement. Like, the Pikmin 4 was the big, like, in, demo, in, um, in the direct announcement. It had the main events uh, spot, got introed by Miyamoto, um, I've never had a use for the Pikmin franchise. I'm I, like, I played a little bit of it, like the first game when I was much younger, it was okay. Um, I know Miyamoto is huge into it. Um, like if, if I had to like that, that is like the defining work of his, like the tail end of his career. Right. Like that's all I mean, he's I been think working so, yeah. on for like the last 15 years. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's nice. Like I think, I think in some ways the thing that Nintendo has been missing a lot of uh, is, actually like going whole hog into these franchises people love as opposed to sort of like getting cute with you know what they're releasing like even even mm-hmm. insofar as like they didn't release the the Metroid Prime remasters or Metroid Prime 4 it's like yeah all right like can we just like get to like more of the like oh cool a Nintendo game I love like there is something there's something kind of pure about that with Pikmin like people do care a lot about Pikmin. It's not, yeah. a, it's not a series I have that much uh, relation to either, but I'm glad they did something that wasn't just like another rehashing. fire emblem. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because they announced another fire emblem. I mean, well. I like fire emblem. Don't get me wrong, but um, so yeah, it was, I mean, it was fine as a direct, like I have a switch now and I'm probably not going to pay full price for any of the stuff I saw on there. Mm-hmm. Um, just because like, I have another, th- I, if I want to play Fire Emblem, I have like I, I like the the Fire Emblem After Awakening, whichever one that was. Is like, it the one before the, Three Houses? The, the Muso? No, no, the one before that. There was a um, 
what was like the the whatever. There was a there was a Fire Emblem released uh, before Three Houses and after Fire Emblem Awakening. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Fates. That's ah, what it is. Fates. Fire Emblem Fates. Um. Which was, you know, it was on the... Oh, it was a 3DS game? Oh, no, I'm just looking at the DS releases. Whatever. Uh, Fate, Fire Emblem Fates was the... And then there was there was the fucking crossover with Persona. God, the Fire Emblem Heroes was the Muso. Warriors was a Muso, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. Uh, there's a whole bunch of Fire Emblem games I haven't played. Uh, this most recent one, Fire Emblem Engage, appears to be like a greatest hits... Like, the Ghost of Marth is helping you out. Cool. Um, yeah, like because I, I mean, it was kind of weird that they hadn't gone out of their way to really get the Smash Brothers Fire Emblem guys like back into the series. It would make sense. Yeah, and now they've done that. Um, I, I guess Roy will probably be showing up as well at some point. But Marth was the big one. Um, yeah, I was not not a huge fan of that direct. Um, there was one of the farming games involved was like goth farming. It was like, um, Oh, goth farming, Harvestella right. or something. And the idea was like, it was, you know, you were, you were, uh, you had, you had, you had to run monster dungeons and like, you had like spooky skeleton and vampire and Dracula friends, but you're also farming for some reason. That one looked kind of cool. Um, that one I'll, I'm, I might fuck around with. A little Sounds bit. a little like rune factory to me, but I do like rune factory. So, yeah. Um, and there was and a new factory, factory yeah. so yeah, I mean, I don't, um, <laughs> don't have to worry about that. Um, Tokyo Gaming Show, they did Tekken 8, looks like a Tekken game, two guys fighting in front of a volcano. Um, yeah, I, I said there's, like, Tekken, Tekken is a weird franchise, because, like, it's got eight games, and it, Brad, and Jeff Gertzman was going over this on his review of the, uh, the, of the, the Sony Direct, or the, or the, the Sony Play, or whatever they call it, mm-hmm. um, where... Um, this game was announced that apparently Tekken has paid Guinness, like the world record book arm of the of Guinness, uh-huh. to certify them as the longest running continuous storyline cool. in video game history. That doesn't seem true. Which is an insane lie. It rules that um, they that they paid yeah, someone it rules to that do they, that yeah, lie. Like, like there's there's good, good like for three you. or four franchises. Like I like. The way these usually work is what Guinness does is they look at what you want and they work backwards from it to create a stipulation. Is that right? Yeah. So um, they, their their definition here is longest continuous video game story. And I assume what's going on there is like carve outs for, oh, it wasn't rebooted. So Mortal Kombat's out. Oh, there wasn't time travel or they, they weren't released out of order chronologically. So Metal Gear's out. But that still leaves like Yeast, Legend of Heroes, um, do you want to even? You could even fu- say like Mario counts. Yep. I, mean, I don't understand what what, what like. Well, what, continuous like, meaning continuous like storyline I think would they, mean there. What it means is like the, there has to be some threshold of this installment comes after that installment and refers to the previous installment. So no, like oh. no serialized entries, no weird like Zelda level of uh, this is a monomyth that we're just recapitulating over and over and over. It has to be Zelda, back to back to back to back. Yeah, the Zelda would count. But the Legends series, the Yeast series, uh, fucking Warcraft, <laughs> Warcraft, yeah. uh, Warcraft, uh, humans and orcs as uh, again, credit to Gersman for pointing this out or Gersman's chat, actually, like, you know, all of us these days, the, the lives like the 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 presence of chat is like an omnipresent fact checker is is a very fun thing because you know you just have like 40 nerds all of whom have google at their at their fingertips yeah and they're not busy talking so they can be there searching um so they figured out that uh warcraft uh humans and orcs i believe is the subtitle of the first warcraft game came yes. out the month before t- the first second game <laughs> and this, of course is still going strong in a single continuous plot line um, with world of Uh-oh. warcraft right now um so uh the tekken games are liars um yeah that's that's what I take from this that that that, uh, that old old I, I, I'm I'm having a hard time King that's someone mm-hmm. from Tekken old King himself is uh, King is and a liar. Armor King um, and Hei Hachi Hei Hachi yeah Hei Hachi um, he's the guy and of who course, sort of has a diaper 
classic Tekken character um, Geralt from The Witcher. Or was he a uh, Soul Calibur? He was a Soul Calibur guy. Okay. Him and uh, Link. Here's another uh, franchise that has been operating a single continuous storyline longer than Tekken. Street Fighter. Mm. Uh, the Street Fighter 6 main Street roster Fighter 6 has looks leaked. Fun. It, yeah, yeah, it does. And doesn't have Makoto. Doesn't have Makoto. Mm. I'm um, sorry. No Makoto. That's a deal breaker, guys. Put her back in the game. Um, she hasn't been in there since three, and I haven't played since three, and that's not a coincidence. Uh, no, it looks it looks like like a lot of fun. Uh, Ken's story is really funny now because he's obviously divorced and lying about it. Uh, did you see that? No, I didn't. I saw um, that he looks like extremely uh, divorced. I thought that was just a look. Um. So he looks like he's like kind of like. He looks you know, like he hit the skids, basically. Yeah, he looks like he's, he looks like the glamour fashion runway model version of homeless. Yeah, um, yeah. And like his, uh, what is Ken Street Fighter Six's story? Uh, he's he's divorced. Why did Ken, uh, Google people also ask why did Ken's wife leave him? <laughs> all the street fighting we, that, Tom Brady is showing us right now why your wife leaves you if you just keep street fighting all the time yeah alright uh, so Polygon has the scoop here um, naturally the uh, subhead on this is sure you're okay Ken so um, Ken just did one too many dragon kicks inside the house and broke the TV. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna vamp with some some ideas as you as you work this out. Uh, mm-hmm. Ken, Ken did a shoryuken um, at a kid, like a la um, the slap, and uh, and CBS refused to make a show out of it, so his wife left him. Um, Ken uh, was caught. Uh, placing wagers on street fighting um, against himself. Uh, All right, no one actually will include the text from the fucking file that actually has it. So here I will just uh, vamp it off the top of my head because it's pretty simple. Ken went undercover to to break a um, he's like breaking a underground street fighting ring. Oh, cool! Um, and he's worried that they'll target his family, so he has to go on the run. And someone on Twitter, um, I'm not going to waste any more time looking for tweets while we're live. Um, Made the made the astute observation. This is precisely what Ken would say to Ryu as his cover story <laughs> if his wife divorced him and kicked him out and took the kids. Um, and that is perfectly on the ball. That is correct. Um, I think it's nice that they're still friends. Yeah, if they haven't seen each other in a while, they still they still touch base. Yeah, I mean Ryu has very strong. There's something not right with that kid energy when it comes to Ken, uh, and Ken deserves it. Uh, so yeah, the Street Fighter Six looks fine. Uh, looks like they're eight. They're they're actually aging everybody. We we kind of knew that when we saw Dad Mode Ryu with the beard. It's good um, though. I like I like that. I, I think that's yeah. cool. I think that's especially cool in a fighting game because you don't have to make them less powerful. Like yeah. that's that's the secret. They can just all be older and then like still really be really cool. And that's they've been a weird they've been in a weird like Fast and Furious type place. You know how Fast and Furious had uh, Tokyo Drift and then they had to jump backwards and everybody was like they were trying to shove movies into the space between movies two and three for like fifteen years. Yes, uh, they sort of had that like Alpha Strike with three Alpha Strike or Alpha Strike three whatever mm-hmm. it was because that was like supposed to be the next generation game and then maybe people weren't such a huge fan of some of the characters in that game <laughs> and they went back to the old favorites um but if, if you'll I'm, I'm not actually sure where the timeline in street fighter's story has reached but m bison's death is like their their version of the han you know han dying moment where mm. they keep trying to push it further and further into the future so they can do more and more stuff with m bison um, and maybe, right. maybe they've they finally uh, they finally uh, jumped that in the timeline, and we can finally get uh, a bunch of older versions of the classics. I need a new villain. I just uh, M Bison. I don't know. Like he's great. He's he's an icon. But let's yeah. uh, let's let someone else have a try. Uh, other big news: the uh, Yakuza series had a big. Um, oh yeah, we get the Tokyo summer Yakuza. That's fun. They've fully been rebranded to. Uh, like a dragon to match the the Japanese branding, which isn't going to be 
uh, confusing at all. No, it's going to be uh, cool. Moving forward. Um, and then like three or four new games got announced, two of which, one of which is the Samurai one, which is like a remake of like they have so much stuff that they can just remake and sh- and bring over. And yeah, and they will because um, yeah. it sells like hotcakes. Yeah. Um, and then judgments on the uh, on the PC now too, yeah. which is cool. Uh, they finally sorted out whatever was going on with. Um, well, they didn't. The the guy who was doing it didn't want it. They, his agent didn't want it on PC because um, piracy concerns and, and, oh, modding. and modding concerns. Modding, yeah, you can make the it most, look like you know goofy or whatever. There is a significant problem with. Japanese corporate hierarchies basically being like feudal and patrilineal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this didn't actually like there's a bit of semi misinformation out there that this port happened because the guy in charge died. Okay. Uh, the old man died. And he did, but he died back in 2019. And this is just like it, it took them two years or three years for them to clear out all the red tape and, you know, sign whatever needed to be signed and get the port actually, you know, moved over. Um, but yeah, no, him, him, the, the, the head of the talent agency passing away in 2019 was the first step catalyst to this happening because he was just in charge of it for the rest of his life. Cause it was his, it was, you know, yeah, that makes um, sense. Sure. And, you know, and he had ideas that were crazy and bad for us and you can't make fun of this as a uniquely Japanese thing. Um, oh, Vince God, McMahon. No. no, come on. <laughs> as we've seen with Vince McMahon, um, or, you know, just have to have the, Every every self star every guy who founded a company in 1973 and is still grimly white knuckle hanging on until he passes off this. It's very blood. cool. It's it's yeah. good, and we we love our working uh, economy very much. Yeah. Anyway, a bunch of uh, like dragon games are coming over. Um, those games, you will get a lot of content for your sixty dollars or seventy dollars. I guess now we're um you know that's the price is going up. Because, like, you know, it, it's kind of messed up that, like, Shenmue had it, kind of, the formula, but it took these guys to just go, all right, no, sit down, baseball minigame. Yeah, exactly. Hostess minigame, karaoke minigame. We'll actually have a fighting engine in there that you get to use a lot of the time. But, you know, uh, delivery minigame, weird Hollywood minigame. We're going to start talking to pro wrestlers. Um, Kenny Omega was actually uh, suspended. Kenny Omega from <gasps> AEW. No, um, he was supposed to. Yeah, he was supposed to be a main part of their stage show for the AEW fighting game, which was shown at um, TGS and looked pretty good. Um, we last talked about it at Gamescom, where it also looked pretty good. Uh, but he was supposed to be there as like a big part of the stage show. He was suspended by AEW. He was not there uh, for that. He was there for the Like a Dragon stuff because that's completely connected to AEW. You can't just suspend him from that. Um, and he's doing mocap stuff because uh, there's a long tradition of New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, wrestlers being in um, the mainline uh, Like a Dragon mm, series. Right. Um, they show up from time to time. It's it's clear and obvious pl- product placements. Usually the biggest names in the company, like uh, Kazuchika Okada and uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Um, and Omega is a guy who is on that level. Um, so he's going to be like, you know, and we'll, and it's very, it's going to be interesting to see how the, because those games obviously have enough Japanese fans that they have like 80 of them um, yeah. in the market. They're not going anywhere. But it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see how Western popularity changes them because franchises do change when the, like the baleful eye of the American gamer swings over and suddenly they're doing, you know, what used to be, you know, 1 million lifetime sales in their best selling product as just normal business um, over in the States uh, for, for a mainline release. And it's, and it's, you know, it's normal revenue period, Um, which from soft to see more than anyone else, Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. But, but Yakuza, I mean, absolutely is, is is the next. Yeah. The next one to really take off that way. And honestly, like, you know, it's yeah, it's never going to go back to the way it was prior to that. Not that I mean, seems to be leaning into. And I, I unlike some games that get, I, I can't think of any to be honest with you, like off the top of my head. But unlike, mm-hmm. I, I imagine some other games, uh, Yakuza's. I don't know. The 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 bones of Yakuza really do kind of speak to you know, certain American 
desires, like the mini games and the fun mm-hmm. stuff in there. And all. it's not like it's that not that hard of a stretch. It, it really was kind of like taken on its own merits as a as, as something people liked. So um, I appreciated that. Like, I, I think I think the games don't like necessarily have to change terribly much to be uh, to 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 maintain their appeal. Uh, although maybe that's maybe that's wrong. I'm not sure. I did mention Elden Ring or and from soft uh, Elden Ring is going to make is going to break 20 million by the end of the year. Man. They're at uh, 16 points. They were at 16.6 as of August 2022. There's going to be a holiday bump. Um, and well, they'll break 20 million by the end of the year if they announce a DLC. And they oh, so yeah. far have not announced a DLC. It's kind of odd, isn't it? Yeah. Like everyone was kind of expecting it would be at the Tokyo Game Show. Um, and it wasn't. Um, and people are kind of disappointed, but people have been disappointed by it. Like the, uh, the Bloodborne people even got their hopes up again, again. <laughs> oh no. Like at this point, oh, it, you might as well, like, like, look, that is never happening. They obviously like, I don't know. For some reason they will never put that on PC. Do I, not get your hopes up. Yeah. My never. conspiracy theory is they don't have access to the master anymore. They don't have the gold that is gone. Like they, they've misplaced it. They've lost it. It's vanished, whatever. They do not have access to the source code. And that is why, like, the PS5 Bloodborne re-release is just the PS4 version with, like, basically running it as a PS4 game. Because, um, honestly, if they were going to do it, if they had access to it, there's no reason that shouldn't be out. Like, Sony is all in on, you know, taking their exclusive games and putting them a year or two later on Steam. Yep. Like, we've got Horizon Zero Dawn right there, ready to play if you download it. There is no reason why Bloodborne shouldn't be on PC if they had the capability to put it on PC, um, especially not with the interest that FromSoft has. So there has to be something else going on there. And, I'm, you know, it might be legal-related or, you know, rights-related. Um, I think you I might would, be right that it's... I would not be shot if it, was t- if it was technically really... It was a technical issue. Yeah, I mean, um, lots of things have been lost for ages and ages and ages and ages in film and video games like that, so... Yeah. Um, you know, just someone committed a change wrong, and that was it. <laughs> that they were you were never using the uh, the 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 uh, masters they had for Bloodborne ever again, hmm. uh, for anything but you know. I, I assume they can re-release the, the the version they have in perpetuity and just have it emulated backwards or something. Uh, but it's very strange that you know Dark Souls, the Dark Souls games, like we're we're coming up on the point in the dev cycle where Dark Souls Three gets an HD remaster, right? It's yeah, I would think so them hopping over bloodborne like that is kind of a sign in my opinion we'll see because like, they've 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 re-released dark souls one like four times they've released dark souls two like twice um you know dark souls three time is coming up it's you know very strange that bloodborne is being treated like this and i don't think it's because they've forgotten about it or that they don't like it yeah yeah um so the suica then games are yeah they're um, getting, getting remasters. remasters this is great news yeah, and uh, it um, sounds like it sounds like they're getting like remasters with some of the translation issues fixed. Yep, it's like uh, Konami is actually doing something real for once. I had a funny dream a couple nights ago about um, you, you've, you've played Suikoden too, right? You know the end. Uh, I mean, this ages will, and ages and ages ago. This yeah. will contain spoilers, uh, but it was with it was the ending sequence with Luca Blight getting run down and killed uh-huh. in the woods, but with the Burger King instead of Luca Blight, and Weird. it was like Hamburglar and Wendy and uh, Ronald McDonald and all these other. Like the, the Jack in the Box was there. Um, it's and a very I really, robust dream there you have, John. Yes. Um, and I, I look forward to finally having the modern tools that we can get to bring to bear on the Suikoden series, where it's not pixel art, but it's 3Ds, so that we can recreate this this scene. This wonderful um, dream that you had. Yeah. Actually, I'm pretty sure it's just going to be an HD remaster of the pixel art games. But, you know. Um, <laughs> Listen, we can, we can dream big. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else happened? Oh, they said some more stuff about that Quantic Dream Star Wars game, um, which no. is kind of only noticeable because David Cage's name isn't on this stuff anymore. Still not some interested. Other guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, you see the, the Wo Long Fallen Dynasty trailer? No. Uh, it's a Souls-like, but they're doing a Three Kingdoms. Oh, fun. Uh, Romance of Three Kingdoms, but with zombies. Oh, uh, so like apocalypse right. romance of the three kings souls it's it's souls like 
Romance of the Three Kingdoms setting with some Muso inspired stuff. Like you, you plant flags uh, and banners in areas that sort of function like bonfires and checkpoints, but they also give you like um, field effects. Like they'll they'll bump up because there's a morale system. So if, okay. if enemies have very high morale, um, they they're not possible to like parry or death blow or any of that stuff. So you have to um, lower their morale and raise your own morale. Uh, so that you become able to influence and interact with them. And I think they only showed a demo of like one area, and it was obviously an opening uh, area to the game. And it doesn't seem like it's, it seems like at some level the morale thing becomes a hard check, not like a a player skill check. Like like you can't beat these guys unless you actually engage in the systems instead of just going hardcore Sekiro, I have a sword, (laughs) and I will just become good enough at the game to beat you. I mean, all right. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how, see how they handle that, um, because I know that the community that runs these games and loves these games loves the I am not going to interact with any systems. I am just going to become good at using a sword. Yeah, I have a, yeah, the, the, well, that's that. Yeah, that is the that's the souls like dream where you are. You are just so hard and so good that you can you can overcome. And it's funny. Anything. You can tell how long someone a streamer has been streaming souls games. Um, when they hate doing that, <laughs> once they get to the point where like, all right, yeah, I guess I have to do the level one naked broadsword only Elden Ring run. I'll get out of the way right now. Then we can go to the stuff I want to do, which is the the, the crazy gimmick builds, um, like bow only or sorcery only or all that. St- you know, the stuff that's actually fun. Because sure. yeah, exactly. At a certain point, you know, the the it becomes about extracting the price of blood for showing that you're good at the game <laughs> as opposed to anything that's even engaging to watch. Like a, a Lobos Jr., um, he's a streamer. Uh, he, he streams. He's one of the bigger soul streamers. He had access. To, you know, he, he's uh, they flew him out from software, flew him out to give him a tour like they do with all their top tier influencers for stuff like that. So he's one, he's one of the bigger guys and bigger followings of the community. And like his, he beat the game once, you know, normal, and then he started his level zero um, run of the game, and that thing is like forty hours. 40. Wow! And that is him going, knowing where everything is, and just going, you know, over and over and over and over again to the same bosses and dying over and over and over again. Um, it took, I forget how long it took him to beat Melania. Uh, um, I know it took him about six hours the first time. Like the wow. normal, like on release, it took like I, I want to say six hours of the stream were dedicated to beating Melania um, because she was new then and no one knew what her deal was. Um, and he wasn't using it. He was not using he was using a um, like the heavy greatsword build instead of the bleed build that you're supposed to use to cheese her um, or were supposed to use at release. Yeah. But he was using like a heavy greatsword build or wow. something. And he was just getting wrecked. Well, sure. And, yeah. And he didn't he didn't change off of it. He just learned how to do the fight with that. Perfect. God. Um, because that's how good he is at video games. Um, and, you know, he, he, I don't want to say he wasn't having fun because he was clearly having fun because he had spent literally four years of his life waiting for this game to come out. Sure. Um, and he loved it. But he was clearly having more fun once he got to, like, the bow-only run. Or like you know the the cheese build run, or you know yeah, of you know, course. The, I mean that makes sense. The one sense. where you got the fuck around. So it'll yeah. be interesting to see what um, they do with Will Long. Um, then there's a bunch of other games. Um, Deathloop is getting a new ending. That's interesting. Which is interesting. I never actually got to the ending of Deathloop. Deathloop is kind of the only is the only modern arcane game that kind of misfired for me. Mm. Um, I haven't played it, uh, but I I may now that it's on Xbox Live. Yeah. Um, but yeah, apparently they're, uh, ex- they're, they're extending the ending, uh, for that. Uh, there, there's a game, I don't want to make fun of them because it's, it's a Chinese indie developer. So somebody's probably being lost in translation, but they announced a game called the awakener colon risen, which is the most generic fantasy no, RPG no, it sounds awesome. name, the awakener colon risen. It's almost as good, but it's not quite as good as heroes rise, hero fall. Um, <laughs> That is good too. Yeah. Um, the away. What a name. I mean, you know, and it, it looks fine. It looks like a fantasy game. That's that's cool. Um, that's basically all I got for Tokyo Games Show. There, you know, there was some stuff announced. Um, some will be cool. There was a Sonic game. I don't really care about the Sonic games, but 
Um, There's a Sonic game know. announced. Got announced. Honestly, if, if you're someone who, who cares about the Sonic games, you do not need to, me to tell you that there was a Sonic game announcement. Uh, you know. Or, or you a know gameplay reveal at TGS. Um, so that, yeah, I think that's all the news we got for this week. All right, cool. More, more announced. Yeah, always fun to always fun to do kind of an announcement show. I I, I don't mind that at all. Um, let's see. Uh, what else is going on? Not much else. Uh, I'm not playing anything new. I'm I've been, I've been playing, so busy, but I want to know what you're playing. So I've been playing Spider Man, and we're at an hour, and I am tired, and I've got like 30 minutes to say on Spider Man. All right, well we can save so that for we'll next time. So we'll push that for next week, and instead I'll talk about. Um, I've been playing the the Vampire Survivors like. Oh yeah. Um, I've been playing a bunch of them. Um, so I, I've I've got like a hundred hours in Vampire Survivor. It's my it's my podcast game. It's I, I play it while I'm listening to podcasts. Yeah, it's fun. Um, so I've got a you know I've got a bunch of time in Vampire Survivors, which has announced that it will be releasing at a five dollar price point. Um, which is, uh, you know, I've gotten probably about twenty to thirty dollars worth of value out of this game at least. Mm-hmm. Um. So $5 is just an incredible steal, in my opinion, for uh, a game of the quality of Vampire Survivors. If you're not aware of what this genre is, um, it's we don't really have a great genre name for it yet. It's, I guess, like survival shooters. They're not really two-stick shooters because the gimmick is that you don't press a button to fire. You only control your movement. Uh, If you do press a button at all, it's like a dash button. Mm. And all you do is you control your movement and you get you build a character through a deck of cards process. Like you when you kill care you kill you gain experience by killing monsters in a field. It's wave based basically. Your goal is usually to survive thirty minutes or so. Yeah. Um and you you when you level up you get a selection of three cards, like you're playing a card game. Uh and each one is like a usually the way they have it set up is you'll have weapons and you'll have passive abilities. Uh, in Vampire Survivors, the way they interact is that uh, when you max out a weapon and you have a passive ability that's related to it, you get a evolved weapon. Ooh, nice. And it's up to you to figure out what all the combinations are. That's fun. Um, and the game, you know, the goal of the game is ba- it's it's not quite an idle game because you still have like you, the player skill is entirely based on two things. One is knowing the correct build for how you want to play and for what level you're on. Um, you know, whether knowing whether area of effect is going to be useful for your guy because there's a lot, um, there's a lot of like smaller, uh, squishy enemies that rush you all at once and they'll just all die in your, your field of death. Or if having like, um, a high alpha strike will, uh, make it better, easier for you to take down super tough boss enemies. Okay. Um, and then you need to get really good at moving around. Um, and that can be the the breaking point for a lot of people because it's you know when I was originally playing it on I was using mouse and keyboard and it was giving me like actual carpal tunnel like um, <laughs> you had to switch to controller mm-hmm um, and after I switched to controller you know my wrist felt a lot fucking better no, you know no weird weird very weird. strange yeah uh, so I would I would advise um, going with the controller for most of these not not with mouse and WASD. Um, but yeah, now I've had a lot of fun with them. The other ones I'm playing are Rogue, comma Genesia, like Gene S I A, which is sort of like it's a fantasy um, themed one that has, uh, you know, it sort of has like the has like a Sonic CD or so- or Saturn type graphics where it's it's a 3D field, but you've got sprites on it. Oh yeah, uh, sure. If you know that cor- sort of no, I know that sort of look. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's a full 3D one called Project Lazarus, which is mech based, which is the one I'm currently spending time on because a lot of these are in early access. Um, so you pu- you buy them for two or three bucks, and then they're constantly adding content. Um, and eventually and they the, get released, like Vampire Survivors. Yes, and the other one that I played for a while and I've sort of fallen off of is uh, Bone Razor Minions. Which has a real SNES look to it, but the color palette's really harsh, like a lot of purple. Cool. And it might be the worst written game I've ever seen. Just, just disastrous pun level. Like, okay, um, all right. Any, any, any dick joke you can imagine with Bone is in is that in game. There? Yeah. God. Um, it also, like, it's also written in like fake old English, so there's like a lot of these and thous and, and thys. Uh huh. Sure. But I'm pretty sure you're doing sure a great th- job selling it. 
this one, this one I might actually avoid. Like, I'm pretty sure they went out of their way to use those like old thous and dies incorrectly wherever possible, because mm. each one of those stands for a part of speech, like yeah. you, your, and um, they use them incorrectly always. Every single one is used uh, incorrectly. It infuriates okay. me. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, the systems are fine. It's a fun enough game, but it is aesthetically just an infuriating fucking product. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's what I've been playing. I'll have more about Spider-Man next time. Um, cool. I want to devote some time to yelling about that game. Um, Fantastic. cause I have, I've probably put about a hundred hours into that one too. Uh, eh, probably not that much, but I am like deep into the DLCs where they're just demanding perfect combat mastery to get past, you know, mafia guys whereas wiping the floor with like you know crack pmcs from eastern europe uh that you know were trying to topple wakanda last week or something uh but no it's like weird guys named sal that are the most difficult dudes in the world well, uh, since yeah. i'm in the dlc that's how it goes yeah that's like right. that's spider-man in a nutshell all right uh john you're at john bernhard uh on twitter and you yep. write for goonhammer is that correct mm-hmm. that that's is correct, correct. So, okay cool and you are a um you are a fellow in the. <laughs> Sorry, I was just trying to come up with a good, a good, uh, a good think tank that you were part of. Oh the, no! Uh, yeah, you, you write for the Atlantic. Um, I write. Oh, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> and I'm Trevor Strug. You know me. Uh, and uh, we'll we'll talk to you next week. See you later.